Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Well, now this year being new, uh, we bring a new quarterback into into play with, with Andy uh, as the starter, and, and Nick understands that. And so the process that we go about through this isn't just like a one-day process. There's a lot that goes into it. And we feel like this is the best for us um, as, as an organization right now. And, and things are, are always fluid every year. And this is where we're at right now. And we're, we're excited about it. And um, Nick understands where we're at. Andy understands where we're at. Our coaches know, Ryan, myself, and that's kind of uh, where we're at right now. So that, that's uh, there's just a process to it. All right, welcome to the program. Alyssa, how's it going? We, got, we heard from the GM, we heard from the head coach. That was Mad Nagy's. He's always talking about things being fluid. He's always talking about the process, always talking about the quarterback position. Reporters were peppering him with questions on Andy Dalton and Mitchell Trubisky and even on some of the quarterbacks coming up here in the draft. But first things first, I know Twitter was telling us that it, Russell Wilson is staying with Seattle, so that dream, we can finally, can we finally put the lid on that thing? I've been trying to for weeks. Can we finally cap the Russell Wilson talk and move forward with the Bears? Is that where we're at right now? I feel like it, sh- it should have happened already, and like I feel like it did, but you know, Adam Schefter keeping our hopes up. I mean, I still feel like it's a gut feeling at this point that, Russ- that um, Adam Schefter is going to make you know, have a thought on a it rebuttal. about how, oh, yeah, no. some rebuttal, yeah. yeah, about how, wait, no, nothing's set in stone. You know, you can't really, be- can't believe everything you hear, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like we know that the Bears aren't getting Russell Wilson, but it's been nice to dream again. But I didn't have my ho- my hopes, you know, severely high for this exact reason because, you know, I knew that there, there's, there's no way that the Seahawks are parting with Russell Wilson, especially now that, you know, Sam Darnold isn't in the mix, you know, so, I mean, it's just, you know, I guess it's time to look to the draft and Andy Dalton, QB1. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about that real quick. I do want to get to quarterbacks in the draft. I know that there's a lot of buzz around the Bears taking a QB and I have a developing uh, take on that. But the Bears coaches are going out of their way to talk about how much they like Dalton, how they were thrilled that he became available and all that they did not trade for him they they didn't I, mean, I don't know the Bengals are trying to get rid of Andy Dalton and the Bears didn't step up to the plate and trade for him they ended up trading for Nick Foles and we know how that thing worked out uh but they do end up with Dalton now and are you buying it Alyssa like I don't know it just kind of seems a little disingenuous and some of your stuff on Bears Wire this week kind of makes me feel like you feel the same way like how much can you really love the guy, right? Like, it feels like it's kind of an all of a sudden plan B. Oh, yeah, we love you type of thing. Yeah, no, I'm not buying into it all, you know, and listening to Nagy kind of be like, oh, yeah, this is what we feel is best for the organization. If they really felt that was best for the organization, they wouldn't have offered three first round picks, a third rounder and two players to get Russell Wilson. Let's be real. Let's call a spade a spade. This is the backup plan that they had a quarterback. If they weren't going to make a big splash and landing one of these quarterbacks in the, you know, on the trade market, whether it was Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford or even Carson Wentz, you know, whatever their plan was, it was going to be to get a veteran and to draft a rookie. Like, I mean, that's uh, listening to this press conference. I didn't really take anything out of it. And I think you feel the same way, Ryan. It just kind of felt like more of the same. They were 
reiterating basically the message that, you know, I feel like the organization's trying to get across that they're rolling ahead with Andy Dalton. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to kind of, I don't know, kind of get the fan base excited about Andy Dalton, which kind of feels impossible at this point, especially considering it feels like the Bears just continue to settle for mediocre quarterbacks at this point. So you can't blame the fan base for not getting excited about that. But, you know, listening to Matt Nagy, it's coach speak. You know, we know at this point he's not going to come out and say, oh, my gosh, you know, we were stuck with Andy Dalton. This is the only choice we had, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they're not going to come out and say that. But, you know, it's not hard for, you know, fans to kind of, you know, be able to see right through that, exactly. especially because we've had a few years with Nagy and we know exactly what he's all about. He has that, he's that, you know, that pep and he's like, Oh, you know, he has, he has, he has that personality, but at the same time, we've seen enough of Matt Nagy to know that, you know, what we're seeing on the surface isn't exactly it. We're just sick of seeing the fluidity at the quarterback position. Right? Yeah. He, start, he keeps talking about it being fluid. Like, can, can we stop with the fluid? We, we're, we're done with the fluids. Uh, so anyway, so, there is a lot of buzz around, yeah, the Bears have Dalton for this year, but they're probably going to draft someone and try to groom the quarterback of the future. And here's another clip from Matt Nagy. I'm actually going to read it because it's easier for me to make fun of it when I read it. Um, so here's, here's what he said, reading off a of Bears wire here. As everybody knows, we've been to a few pro days with some of these quarterbacks, and it definitely helps, but there's only so many of those you can do and see. What's fair is every other team is doing the same thing, Ryan Pace. And I are super excited. I got to throw in super, right? You just got to be super excited. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Um, we're super excited about going through that evaluation process together and, and how we do it. God, it just comes across so disingenuous to me, Alyssa. Like, it's super, collaboration. It's so, That's yeah, their favorite yeah. word. Collaboration. It's like it should be a drinking game. Yeah. Every, and I, you, I feel like at this point, they know that the Internet's been mocking them for using that word so much. Because when you listen to some of their press conferences, <sighs> when they're not saying collaboration, they're pausing and trying not to say it. <laughs> but I mean, like it should be a drinking game because like they use that word so much, especially that press conference at the end of the year. Oh, my gosh. So now it's the evaluation process that we go through together, and that's how we do it. It's a challenge, <laughs> Nagy said, but we look forward to it. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft class. So, yes, so they're pumping this thing. The hype around them drafting a QB is real. I know a lot of people are, are praying that they move up. I just – they should have sucked a little bit worse last year, Alyssa. Them making the playoffs, this really hurts them picking number 20. It's just going to be really, really hard to move up unless one of these guys really slides. But – I don't know how far is Mac Jones or Trey Lance or Justin Fields really going to slide given all the hype around those guys. The top five quarterbacks are going to be gone. You've been writing about that. So here's my take, right? I know a lot of people have been saying, well, the Bears could just draft Kyle Trask. They could get him in round two. And here's my developing opinion on that. I don't want Kyle Trask in round two. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want them to reach for him because I kind of feel like He's not that good. Uh, you read the draft wire and there's like the, a very clear tier between the top five guys and the, the bottom tier, that first group that kind of ends with Mac Jones. And there's a sizable drop off. And then you get to Kyle Trask and Kellamond in the rest, right? I think the draft wire has them in their fourth tier of quarterbacks. And I think the drop off is significant. And when you look at Kyle Trask, he's more of like the Nick Foles type than the Mitch Trubisky type, right? He's like the statue in the pocket guy. And I think there's a real chance that he cashed in on some ridiculous talent in Florida like Kyle Pitts, who you could just chuck a football 10 feet around him, Alyssa, and he can snatch it, right? I can't throw. I have the biggest noodle arm in the history. I cannot throw a foot. I'm, I'm 6'3", 200 pounds. I can't throw anything. 
I have the biggest noodle arm in the world. I could, I could probably have it a hundred yard passing day thrown to Kyle Pitts. I just got to chuck it somewhere in his vicinity and he'll catch it. So he cashed in on Kyle Pitts. He had Kadarius Tony. Those are a couple of surefire first round picks. And when you think about it, you got those freaking studs on your offense and you're still a monster drop off from Mac Jones in the, in the bottom of that first group of QBs. Like nobody's really putting him in that conversation. So for me, when it comes to Kyle Trask, I'm going to freak out if the Bears reach for him, right? Definitely not in round one. Definitely not in round two. I guess round three at the end of day two, like I could, I guess I wouldn't kill them for it, but I would rather them wait and see who falls through the cracks and slips to them on day three. I, I just don't, if they're reaching in round two or round three for Kyle Trask, I think that signals a, a big problem because you risk, you know, kind of circling the wagons with the mediocre quarterback thing. And I'm kind of sick of that. And I think Bears fans are too, right? So, Please do not reach for Kyle Trask Bears because he might kind of suck. No, definitely. And I think the you know Bears fans would agree. I mean, the second round is a bit of a reach uh, for Kyle Trask, especially because you have that big drop-off. I personally would rather have Kellen Mond uh, from Texas A&M. I think that he has a higher upside. And Trask, just, you know, you, you mentioned, Ryan, about him having some of those playmakers around him. And it's funny, though, in one of these mock drafts, I think I saw – um, they had the Bears, I think it was Todd McShay, had the Bears going, um, they had him taking Tony and then Trask in, for, in round one and round two. And I'm like, again, I can't with the with the round two thing. But, I mean, with the quarterback situation, I mean, obviously that's going to be what we're monitoring here, especially with, you know, obviously the Panthers are now a team that, you know, is there towards the top that's not going to, it just is not going to take a quarterback this year. And then you have the Falcons who are open to potentially trading that fourth pick and, you know, do the bears. Cause you know, Ryan Pace loves to give up draft capital to move up. Yeah. And especially if his quarterback, if one of those guys like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones, I mean, depending on who San Fran t- takes, if one of those guys is up there, it, I wouldn't put, put it past pace to do that. But I still, I still have a feeling that they're going to go uh, take a quarterback on day two like you said, I think Trask is a bit of a reach. You look at the talent that he had in Florida, and then you look at, obviously, the Bears do have some playmakers, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. They have Cole Komet. But Trask is always a quarterback that I think that he has to have everything going right around him, and you're not going to get that in Chicago. Like, I mean, you have some playmakers, <laughs> but the play calling is just inconsistent. The offensive line, the tackle position still needs to be worked out. I mean, there's going to be some growing pains, So, I mean, I wouldn't be, I mean, if they got him in the third round or, you know, maybe even on day three, I mean, I wouldn't mind. But like you said, I can't, I, I'm not a fan either of them reaching for him at, uh, with this in the second round. Give me Kellen Mond over him at any day. Yeah, especially if you can get Kellen Mond a little later. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Or if Trask falls to you in the fourth round or fifth round, then fine. But I just don't reach. Please don't reach for Kyle Trask, no. right? Uh, but you want to pick Kadarius Tony in the first round? Yes, that's that's great. Just not Kyle Trask in round two, please. Please, please, please. <laughs> Hearing you talk there, Alyssa, it's like, do you think they could take the old offer they gave for Russell Wilson, that old Seattle offer with all the first round picks and all that draft capital and really swing up the board? Like, it seems unreasonable. But yeah, if they want to give up multiple first round picks, two or three of them, like... Yeah, I guess it's like in their wheelhouse to actually move up into the top 10, right? I mean, I keep on like in the back of my head, I just don't feel like a team would really do that. But maybe the Bears would do it. Like, do you think that's a real possibility? I mean, thinking about the Russell Wilson offer, I mean, he is a proven star. 
And so when you're offering that much, obviously for Russell Wilson's for a reason, you know what you're going to get, especially what he's able to do behind a terrible offensive line. And the bears, I think are a slight upgrade over Seattle's offensive line. Um, but kind of with, with the, with the rookie quarterbacks, it's kind of like, you really don't know what you're going to get. I mean, obviously the bears have, we've already experienced this with the whole Mitchell Trubisky of it all, right? Like you don't know, even if you do trade up, even if you do get your guy, there's no guarantee that he's going to develop to become a star, yet alone an adequate average quarterback, you know? So I, I, I'm not going to rule it out because I, I've seen Ryan, we've seen Ryan Pace do it in the past, right? When he did, he moved up one spot to take Trubisky and we've seen him move up in the draft before when he locks in on his guy, he locks in on his guy kind of thing. So, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. And I think that it, it's interesting because we'll really see, because I'm still kind of on the fence about, is this a win now, a win now kind of year for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Or, or are they getting a little leeway and maybe, you know, maybe there was an extension behind the, you know, behind the scenes here that we didn't see for Nagy and Pace, you know, we don't know. Uh, so we'll really see depending on kind of what they do, if he makes that trade up and he's giving up a significant, you know, significant draft capital to move up and take one of those top quarterbacks. I feel like that's leaning more in that win now kind of mode, even though maybe not win now, but just to kind of keep them around, like their jobs really are on the line. Yeah. Uh, contrary soon, to what some reports have said. Yeah. Win soon, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> win as soon as possible. They win do say, <laughs> they do sound, they do seem rather chipper when you see that. Like Matt Nagy, there's not a care in the world with that guy. He looks really happy. Never. Maybe, maybe he does have a little bit of assurance. That's, that's a good little take, yeah. by, a little good observation by you. I like that. I do. I don't. I don't like the. Ob- I don't like the observation. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one. I don't think anyone listening to this does. Uh, all right. So the big news around the NFL is the Jets trading Sam Darnold to Carolina. I have some thoughts on this, and I want to get Alyssa's as well. We'll do that coming up next. All right. When there's a trade like this, Alyssa, Sam Darnold heading to the Panthers, it's going to impact everybody on the draft board, especially a team like the Bears, who, as we're talking about, might you know have some interest in moving up. Well, now we know that the Jets are going to pick a quarterback at number two. No surprise there. But one of the wild cards in this first round being the Panthers, I believe at number eight, we kind of saw the writing on the wall that the new coach wasn't sold on Bridgewater. And now with them bringing in Sam Darnold, it feels like the Panthers, they don't need to draft another quarterback for sure in the top 10. So this is a team that we can kind of put on our no quarterback list. So this shakes things up, and uh, it's kind of fun that these trades keep happening like the month before the draft. I'm kind of digging that because we get to dig in and kind of analyze this. But what do you think? How does this directly impact the Bears, Alyssa, this trade? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the first thing you have to look at is the draft. We know that the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. And then you have two of the top five quarterbacks are still going to be left, whether it's Trey Lance. Uh, Mac Jones or Justin Fields. So there's a potential. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's very high for one of them to maybe fall to 20, but at this point, I still feel like the bears would have to, to trade up if they do want to get one of those guys. I mean, it, anything could happen. We've seen quarterbacks slip before in the draft. So, I mean, that's certainly a possibility and something else that people are pointing out, which I really don't really think anything's going to happen there. And because I think this, something's probably going to happen uh, with Teddy Bridgewater, obviously now the Panthers need to get rid of this quarterback that they just paid a massive contract. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the Bears were one of the teams interested in Bridgewater last uh, offseason. And one of the reasons, I don't know if they made an offer, but he didn't want to come to Chicago because he didn't want to have to compete with Mitchell Trubisky, which that doesn't really give me any confidence. If you don't, if you can't beat Trubisky out, you don't deserve to have a starting job. <laughs> that's a great so, observation. I agree with you 100%. And yeah, I don't, that's, so that's, not the, of... that's not the kind of makeup I want in my quarterback either. Like, you just want to be handed the job? Like, come on. 
No, I mean, I mean, you should be, if you're not confident that you could beat out Trubisky, then you're not <laughs> going to be a starting quarterback. I mean, I think, <laughs> I, I still think that Andy Dalton as I mean, as much as it pains me to say, he's definitely an upgrade over Bridgewater. So I'd rather have Andy Dalton than Bridgewater, especially because I know Dalton signed that 10 year deal. Not 10, whoa, uh, that one year deal were 10 million. Oh my gosh. Was, <laughs> I don't ever want that to happen. People oh just had God. a heart attack listening to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, they signed Dalton for, for $10 million, and then you look at Bridgewater's massive contract. I don't want to guarantee him almost uh, $20 million like next year for someone that potentially m- might get benched. You know, we already did that with Nick Foles. We saw how that happened. So, I mean, I'm not – I don't think that there's anything really with that. A lot of – you see, I saw a lot of Bears fans, which surprised me. I thought it would be more Bears fans against the idea of Bridgewater, especially because we've seen this narrative before with Nick Foles. I know that he's a little younger. I know that, you know, he has, he has more experience than Foles, but it's the same thing. It's like Bears fans continue to settle for, again, we have to settle for mediocre quarterback play. When we really just want a quarterback, I feel like one in like the last few decades isn't too much to ask for, but, you know, apparently it is for this franchise. So, I mean, like the Teddy Bridgewater thing, like that's just kind of, there's nothing really much with it, but, you know, Bears fans have been just kind of like, oh, maybe the Bears can trade for him. Obviously, because they're interested last offseason, that's why it's kind of a story at this point. But I don't really see that impacting them. I think it's more the draft at this point. If maybe if one of those guys does drop to 20, one of those top five prospects. But I mean, definitely the Sam Darnold trade definitely shook things up. So I guess we're going to see exactly how this goes. We could dream. We could dream that one of those guys slips to us, right? I mean, we can we can sit here and dream. I think if they get if a guy slides into the teens, that's pretty realistic that the Bears could pop up, a, you know, a couple spots. But seeing them jump all the way into the top ten, that would be wild. As we're talking about, just the, the haul of picks that it would take to get up there for an unproven player who we just really yeah, don't it feels, know about. It's yeah, tough. and like with Mac Jones, like I mean, people like people are talking about him going number three overall. I'm like, are you kidding me? Or, but like, I mean, if like Justin Fields and Trey Lance drop. Oh my gosh, please. Bears got to go up and get one of them. A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. And you know, this story about Sam Darnold too is, uh, is kind of interesting too, because it, it opens up this little discussion about who do you like more Dalton or Darnold? Because the, the price mm-hmm. was affordable. And I think the Panthers, if they don't like Bridgewater, well, getting Darnold at this, at this price was pretty good. Now they didn't, ha- they didn't give up any real significant picks this season it was a second rounder in 2022 that is kind of the centerpiece of the deal also a fourth in the sixth round pick that's for a kid who let's let's be honest I mean Darnold hasn't done much of anything with the Jets he was in a bad situation being not only on with that franchise but Adam Gase was his freaking coach and he's trying to wash that thing off him I don't know how many showers you got to take to wash off Adam Gase Alyssa but a lot but I he's only 23 He's only 23. He was the number three overall pick. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy in that draft class with Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, he was supposed to be the dude. So, I mean, that price, a second rounder and a couple mid-rounders, I don't know. That's that's not a bad price to go get Sam Darnold and put him in your QB room and see what he's got. So it opens up a nice discussion like, would you rather have an older Andy Dalton on the backside of his career on a one-year deal, or would you rather bring in Sam Darnold and give up a couple of draft picks like the Panthers did? I mean, that, that's a fun little discussion. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I would take Andy Dalton, which, you know, <laughs> shocks even me. No, but like with Sam Darnold, he reminds me a lot. So I think Bears fans do a lot about Mitchell, a lot of Mitchell Trubisky. Like 
this, you know, you took him high in the draft, you know, the expectations were there and he just hasn't lived up to it. And you kind of look at some of the quarterbacks of the last couple of years and, you know, people like to talk about how bad Trubisky was. You look there, Sam Darnold's right with him. Like, I know he didn't have a lot around him, but and we'll, we'll see what he does in Carolina. But at this point, I think, especially because, the, I mean, I'm assuming the Panthers are going to exercise his fifth-year option, which that's going to guarantee him, what, around $19 million. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, yep. so point. you are going to be paying him the money, too, and you really don't kind of know what you're getting. And Well, you kind of know what you're getting, but we'll see if they can kind of work their magic there in Carolina. I feel like with Andy Dalton, despite – you know, he's had some injury struggles. You know, he has been he hasn't been the same guy he was a few years ago. But I mean, he's adequate. And I mean, at this point, it feels like the plan was to go out and get that veteran and then to draft a young guy to come in. And it just doesn't kind of I never believed that the Bears were interested in trading for Darnold. So I mean, I think that kind of explains why. I don't think that they were very high on him. Uh they saw what obviously what happened with Trubisky and he probably reminded him, uh reminded them a lot about him. So I mean, I still would rather have Andy Dalton at this point because I kind of know what I'm getting in him uh, and definitely more affordable. Like, I don't want to shell out $19, $20 million for Sam Darnold. I think we got a hashtag for this season. It's keep it fluid. You know, that, that's going to be our, <laughs> I mean, it they're just, it's like a carousel of quarterback names. It's exhaust. I mean, I'm having fun breaking it down every week with you, Alyssa, but it is, it is a little exhausting. All these names, all these guys, all this potential around this one position that we just oh, can't figure Ryan, out in Chicago. And I know. Ryan, if we were doing like, just like, give it time. Like after a few years of this, oh man, like just imagine that for decades now, decades, <laughs> after decades, it's yeah. always going to be. I know. I, you know what? I, I kind of, I don't think about the Mike Glennon thing and, and even going back uh. to Jay Cutler when he was released and, and all that stuff. Like, I know it, it just uh, it's painful. It has. Yeah, it has not been good <laughs> since that time. So, well, it was actually a little painful during that time, too. Um, on a positive note, I, I did have on my in my notes that we could uh, give some thoughts on the Bears having the third toughest schedule in 2021. So this should be oh, a really fun. fun year. I'm just hoping at this point, Ryan, that the Bears just avoid the floor where the Lions are at this point. That yeah, is exactly. the floor. Yeah. Because I remember, I have family that are Lions fans, and I remember those dark, dark years, you know, just a few years ago when the Bears were the basement of the division and the Lions, you know, they had momentum, and it was just rough. It was really rough, and I don't want to go back to that. (laughs) No, I hear you. I hear you 100%. All right, so that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining us. And as the head coach would say, keep it fluid. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.